This is a slaying moment. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Slaying for Me. I hope all is well and you guys are good. You take care of yourself, honey. And uh, you're just saying, just positive, safe, and sane. Everybody needs that in this time and this season sometimes. Um, so just a little bit about my week. I never really tell you guys about my week. Um, my week has been fine. I think I've been... Um, taking a lot of time to focus on myself and I'm always saying I'm focusing on myself but like different aspect of aspects of your life cause you to focus on different parts of your life and for me I've been really practicing the art of meditation and being in tune with my body and making sure that I'm taking care of myself and what I'm consuming I told y'all I want my health lifestyle to be on 1000 and with that, I feel like you have to be in tune with your mind. You have to be in tune with your your physical. You got to be in tune with your spiritual for that to happen. I want to be healthy on all three surfaces. So this whole week has been, I've been intentional about making sure I really get up in the morning and go work out, right? I'm been challenged, you know, in the past I've done it. Like, I think I've done it like three days out of the week. I'm challenging myself to do it. Four days out of a week, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, child. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then take Thursdays and Fridays to just do like some form of stretch, meditation, um, not yoga, child, because yoga is not my ministry. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I think that is a beautiful craft and an art form. And I think that it is amazing that people have gathered it and have found it to be exhilarating for them. But for me, child, it is too slow in the game. And I just can't focus on my breathing and the stretch. Like, I just, my mind won't allow. It won't allow for me to settle down. But it's so funny because it is a form of meditation where you're breathing, but you're moving and edging and flowing with your body. The breathing helps. I'd rather meditate for 20, 30 minutes and still silence. Where it's For some people, that's a struggle for them. Like some people cannot sit still for 30 minutes. I can sit still for 30, 20, 30 minutes, 15, 10, and meditate and be fine with my life. But that yoga, honey. They lose me because they be moving too slow and I don't want to be in no position for 30 seconds. Okay. Breathing in and out. I think it's beautiful. I just can't. I ain't got it yet. Maybe in my later life, maybe when I'm a little more and more seasoned, honey, and I need to center myself differently. Maybe I'll capture the, the art of yoga. But for right now, in this season that I'm in, not it. Okay. So on Tuesday on Thursdays and Fridays excuse me I take the time to like I do like an extensive stretch like I found like stretch routines on YouTube that I you know allow for me to like really open up my body and I meditate I take some time to meditate do my meditation my prayer um, I do a guided meditation which I love I love guided meditations like child just let me in a room turn on some candles turn the dim the lights put me in a meditation state and I'm there Okay, 
Um, it just helps me. I know I spoke about this on the last episode about centering myself. Like I really am and um, focused on my emotional stability. And I feel like meditating helps me with that. It really does help me because I had an episode today and I really had to like go into some Zen <laughs> and I feel like meditation. Definitely. If I wasn't a practicing meditation, I would have jumped off the deep end. But today I really re- reeled in my emotions and I'm so proud of myself and I'm patting my own self on the back. Sometimes you got to do that. But anyway, so that has been my week. I've been focusing on my health all around and making sure that um, I'm centered I, and I have peace within myself on a lot of things in life. One thing that I still don't got peace on, I'm going to be honest with y'all, is the drivers in Philadelphia. This whole driving state is trash. I'm going to tell you with, the, with God love and it's going to be the truth. Can't none of them people drive. I just, I really have to zen when I drive, honestly. Because, <laughs> honey, it's some words that come out of my mouth. It's some thoughts that I be thinking. It's some things that I be, I be gesturing. It just, and it don't gather. It don't gather. I don't know what the driving book look like here, but they need to rewrite it and get it together and teach some people how to drive because they ain't working. They ain't working for them today in 2023. Okay. But nevertheless, as I say, all of that about being zen and peaceful, I just went on that tangent. But, um, it's been, I've been talking about, I've been speaking to my, to a lot of people and people around me about peace. And on Instagram, I posted, um, on a, on my story, my Instagram stories. I don't know if you guys saw it this past week. Um, no, it was this week. This week I posted on my Instagram stories. I said, my peace is valuable to me. And if it messes with my peace, you won't see me. You won't, I won't even be there. If it disrupts my peace, if it, if it throws me off, <laughs> if my peace is disrupted, you won't see me. That don't mean that I don't love you. And I put, I love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. With a smile, with that little face, the emoji with the hearts all over. Cause I do. I can love you with all of my heart. But once my peace is disrupted and I feel like you are a part of the disrupting of my peace and breaking, peace breaking <laughs> um I got to let you go I got to move around I got to not be there okay and so I took it upon myself to look at the definition of peace because I've never looked up the definition of peace and I feel like some of us don't know what some people label peace something different and uh I just want to define I want to explain to you what guys what say to you guys what peace is peace is Freedom, freedom from disturbances or tranquility. If you don't know what tranquility is, it means to be calm, calmness. And it's very simple. Freedom from disturbing disturbing me and disturbing my calm, right? So my peace when I'm driving in Philadelphia is disturbed, and I am not calm. So I'm not at peace with driving in Philadelphia. <laughs> but that's what peace is. And I feel like when you're in the midst of um um unpacking who you are. So like a lot of us, and I've seen a lot of people on Instagram talking about I am who I am. You know, I'm walking in me. I'm walking in who I am. And um, 
you know, I, I'm not going to be disrupted. I'm not going to, nobody's going to shake me or, you know, whatever. Um, when you're unpacking who you are, you find peace and understanding the things that disturbs your peace, right? You find clarity in a sense and calmness and understanding. Okay, this thing does disrupt me and why? And now that I understand why it disrupts me, I'm at peace with the fact that, you know, I probably need to let that thing go, you know, and finding your peace is being truthful with yourself sometimes and, um, and allowing for yourself to not be, to not be disrupted. So sometimes we don't have peace in our lives because we're not truthful with ourselves. We're not truthful with the fact that the reason why my body is not at peace is because I'm intaking some things that I know my body is not supposed to take in, right? Prime example, I eat me bread, right? So I have a gluten allergy. It's it's really a thing. There are people out here, black folks that are out here allergic to gluten. I know it sounds very white, but it is a, a multicultural thing. Like all people of all races have gluten allergies. And, um, when I first experienced it, like when I found out, I was like, they play too much. <laughs> like, ain't nobody allergic to bread. Ain't nobody allergic to the gluten in the bread. Like, why would they lie to me like that? Excuse me. And, uh, <laughs> I was just like, I was not believing it. So I would eat bread and it would cause me to have so much pain in my stomach. And, you know, when you like, okay, I don't know if y'all like me. Sometimes, being a kid that had like grew up with a lot of sicknesses and I had like an illness that lasts for a long time. When I get sick as an adult or just in general, I'll be like, why I got to be me, me, Lord? Why I got to be sick? So I get to complaining. But for me, I was like, oh my God, why my stomach always hurting or whatever, blah, 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 blah. I wasn't at peace because I wasn't truthful with myself to say, Girl, you got a gluten allergy. You need to let this bread go. Not let it all the way go, but, you know, ration yourself. And I wasn't. So because I wasn't rationing myself, my body wasn't at peace. It was always disrupted. It was disturbed. It wasn't no calmness because I was eating something that was basically hurting my body all the time. Like I was eating it all the time instead of taking in it. You know, my doctor, my doctor was like, you can have some bread, but you know, you got to have a particular type of bread and you got to make sure that you don't eat a lot of it at once. And I was so used to that. I was like, man, I eat bread all the time. Me and bread got a relationship. We, we have been 10 toes down since the day. I was at the house with my brother and he didn't feed me because he overslept my older brother and I ate bread. Like me and that, me and bread had that connection at two. We knew one another, right? So I don't understand why me and bread can't have this connection still. We bread been riding for me since two years old. I don't understand, but the reality was that I had to let the good bread go because it was causing disruptions in my body. It was causing me to hurt myself. I wasn't calm. I was always, I was never at peace with my stomach was never at peace. So sometimes we have to be truthful with ourselves and say, Hey, yo, that bread, not it friend. And you got to let it go or either, you know, modify your life so you can have peace. So now I know when I eat too much bread because my acid reflux start flaring up, everything just go to, go to, go to hell. 
But now I don't eat as much bread. Like I still love bread, but I don't eat as much, you know, bread. And I, you know, I space it out. Like if I have bread on Monday, I might not have it again until like Saturday. So, you know, and then if I do, it's like small pieces. Now, because I eat, I'm half vegan sometimes, yeah. If I eat a vegan um, meal, then, you know, I won't do any bread because they don't use they don't use an ingredients with, to make bread. <laughs> so they'll use the yeast part, but, you know, they won't use the other stuff to make the bread. But anyway, so like I said, finding your peace is being truthful with yourself on what you allow to disturb you from your peace, right? Some of our peace breakers are the people that we love. So this is the all the way figgity figgity fact. Sometimes you be living with the people that's causing your peace to be disrupted. For some people, it could be like if you live in a house with your family and your family disturbs your peace or your tranquility because of the type of character trait that they um, carry that is um, very disruptive, right? Or it can be your children. Your children are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They disrupted your peace. <laughs> they disturbing you. Your tranquility is not going to be calm. Every time you say something to them, you yelling at them, your peace, you stress the hell out. You know, you don't have any peace within your home because your kids are not acting the way in which they should. They not respecting the situation. Or it could be your home in general, the physical building. You know how some people... They don't have peace within their home because they have so many maintenance repairs that need to be done within the home. The home foundation is falling apart. I remember um, this is, uh, I think this summer, my mom had a plumbing issue where the septic tank in the back of her house, um, it was all messed up and it was messing up. The, like It was like all of these leaves and branches and stuff coming through but it was the city's fault but they wanted her it was causing for her plumbing and her house to be messed up like her toilet wasn't working her shower wasn't like stuff wasn't working in the house and I remember they had to like dig up all of this stuff in her backyard and she was just like I don't have peace because of all of the disruptions that was happening at the time like it was a cause and effect for stuff And I remember her saying, I just don't have peace. I just want this to be done. So sometimes your peace can be disrupted based off of something that's outside of you. It can be a materialistic thing that you have in your life that you're trying to fix. Like when I need a maintenance done on my car and somebody, we need a new battery and they messed up the battery. They put the information, they put the battery in the car wrong and it caused the car. I was so disrupted. I had no peace. I had no peace for all Christmas. New Year's and after New Year's. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes it can be things out of your control. Some of our um, peace breakers are the things we label as comfort. So, like, it can be, it can be your spouse. Your spouse is comfortable. You're comfortable with your spouse. You don't, you don't want to be by yourself, but this person is bringing so much havoc to your life. He's this, he or she is disrupting so much of your life, but you don't want to leave them because you need, they're comfortable because they're there. They're your comfort because they're there. And it's so funny that some of us don't even realize that 
we have people that are breaking our peace within in our personal space because we're so used to them being there. We're so comfortable. We're like, oh, they always, that always happens. She always cuss me out, but you know, I'm gonna come back or he always don't, um, show up when he say he do. It's so funny because I remember, um, when I was dating this guy and he wouldn't like, I like to hold hands. He wouldn't hold my hand. Like he would hold my hand for a second and he, he would, you know, not hold it long enough. Like my husband and I hold hands everywhere we go. I like holding hands. He hold hands with me because he's like, I, he knows that I like holding hands. But the guy that I was with, he wasn't a hand holder. And I remember one day we had went to a baseball game and it was like a crowd. And you know, normally when you with your girl, you grab her hand, y'all fuddle through the crowd together. My man left me. Like dropped my hand and left me and he like, and he was walking so far ahead of me. So when I got to him, I was like, why would you leave me? Like, why would you let my hand go? We together. And he was like, we were looking for one another. I said, that's the reason why we should have been holding hands in this moment because, you know, <laughs> we could, we could get separated. But anyway, that particular moment, I was just like his, I was comfortable with him being my boyfriend, but I, he was breaking my peace because I didn't feel he was disturbing me because I didn't feel protected by him and protected by him is making sure my well-being is okay. And we are looking after one another and my peace was broken because of that. I was just like, I can't, I can't trust you to be out with me. You will leave me on the street friend. Like, good person. He's a great person. He, I, I, he is a great person. But at that moment, I, my peace was disrupted. I was like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> he done left me out here with these people. And it took us like 15, 20 minutes to find one another. I was thinking to myself, like, and when I saw him, he was like, where did you go? And I was like, you left me. Like, <laughs> you literally left me, like, in the dust. But anyway, so sometimes we have peace, people that break our peace in our lives and because they're comfortable, comfortable and things are comfortable. You know, you're comfortable with, um, having, spending all of this money on these fabulous things, but your peace is broken because you're financially unstable every, all the time. Are you always broke or you, you're living above your means to fit this persona or whatever, but your peace is broken financially because you can't pay your rent, but you just went out to the club and popped the bottles or you didn't just went on this vacation and you can't, you don't have enough money to, to pay your bills next week. That's being comfortable. You're comfortable with the traveling, but your peace is disrupted because you're in comfort. But anyway, so sometimes those things happen. Um, when it comes to family, this is um a situation that happened um and it's it's two things that comes out of this story but pertaining to peace. So, I have a cousin. She's younger than me by like literally 3 months. We were born in the same year but we we're 3 months she's 3 months younger than I am. And uh so my cousin, she has children. She started having children pretty early. And, um, when she was pregnant with her first child, 
um, we were pretty young and I was very disappointed. I was just like, well, well, why would you do this? Like, why is this a thing that you, why would you want to be a parent at this time? Like we at the height of the game. We just stepped outside. You know how they say we outside. We just was coming outside. We was able to go outside without no guardian or nothing like that. And you going to become one of the people that we was trying to get away from. But anyway, so for her, um, you know, I've always been very protective of my cousin. I always loved her. We grew up basically like siblings because we were also like my family, the way my family operates. It's so many of us. My mom had um, 13 siblings. She's one of the 13 and um, all of her siblings. We all have, they all had kids around the same time. So like me and my cousins is like a group. It's probably like 12 of us that are about the same age. So we all grew up very close knit. So she was in that pocket um, of the close age. Like we're three, we're literally three months apart. So we all grew up like we we're very close knit family. So I was very protective over her. So fast forward, we're, we're, you know, we're a little older. She'd have multiple different kids and they're a bl- multiple blessings. I'm going to call them that. And, um, cause I love my little cousins to death. And, um, during this time, we were in our early twenties by this time and I had graduated from school and all of that type of stuff. And she was still trying to figure out life. Like she really was still trying to figure out life. She had, um, already, um, at the time she was really literally living in a, a living out of her car and living at friends houses to like have somewhere to sleep her and her kids. And, you know, she didn't want to live with the family coming from a big family. You would think, okay, everybody's going to chime in. People did. Some people were very like, you always have people in your family. That's like, girl, why would she, she responsible for all them kids, blah, blah, blah. You always have naysayers. But majority of the elders in the family was like, yeah, you can come stay, but your boyfriend can't come. It was her boy. It's her boy. It was her boyfriend, baby daddy slash baby daddy at the time. He couldn't come. They were like, you know, that you and the kids can have, some, you got some, got some place to stay, but we can't house you, him, and, you know, we can't house you and the kids and the, the boyfriend. Cause at the time he didn't have a job. He wasn't, he was just basically floating jail. So, um, you know, everybody was like, we want to support you. We want to be there for you. But you can't bring your boyfriend gonna have to go back to his mama house, which his mom was open to um taking him back she wasn't open to taking him and all of her and her family which i found was disturbing but his mom was okay with taking him back or whatever and the kids that she had with him which you know that's not cute but i understand it but anyway so um she did she opted out of it she was just like you know we're a family we're gonna be together whatever whatever so she chose, she made the decision that she wanted to have her struggle year where she was bouncing back and forth from friends' houses, being in her car, living out, having clothes in her car. That was her situation. So, um, after that, that same year, my little cousins, her oldest kids, her oldest son was having behavioral issues in school. And, you know, it got so bad where they had to call social services and whatever to kind of like assess his home situation, which he didn't have a home to even have that place. So 
Um, they set up the meeting. My, she set up the meeting at my parents' house. And, you know, they came and they were assessing and talking to her. And she was explaining to them that she was transitioning, whatever, whatever. So after the meeting, my mom and myself sat down with her. It was like, you know, with all this happening, your babies are affected by how things are, how your life is going right now. Let us take the older kids and you take the younger kids because they weren't in school yet for doing the school year. And that way they can have a stable situation that can, you know, do their homework, do whatever they needed to do. And you can take the younger kids and you guys until you get into your home. Because the thing was that she had a house, but it wouldn't be ready by a certain time, I guess. Um, And she was waiting to get into the home. So she had some place she had to go, but it was just like the, the transition from there. She could have stayed with anybody, but she decided to, you know, do her struggle year, which is okay. Some people that got to decide that for themselves. And so we had a conversation with her. She was like, okay, that makes sense, whatever, whatever. So I think it was like Christmas break happened. And, you know, Christmas break is long. The kids is with their parents, um, their mom. And then we were like, we'll get them after Christmas break. So Christmas break happened. We went to go, I went over to go get them and she was like, no, they're not going. And I'm looking at her like, why, what is this? Like, (laughs) why would you do this? Like, what is your purpose? Like, and I'm talking to her. I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like we made this agreement. We already planned. We, we've set up shop for him, for them to stay with us. Like what, what, what changed? And she was just like, no, I don't want to do that. So they are her kids, but of course, me thinking in my mind, like, girl, you already struggling. Like, why would you want to struggle some out? Like, like the help is here. You help, help 100. We came up like friend. You ain't have to phone a friend. So of course, I instantly get upset because for me, when it comes to babies, I understand that people make decisions best for themselves and that they, their kids. And maybe because I looked at her as my younger cousin, I'm like, you know, I think it's straight. Like your priorities is fucked up. (laughs) Like you concerned about this guy and you need to be concerned about the well-being of your children. And I remember, so we ended up getting into an argument outside and I don't argue outside. So this is how you know I was mad because I'm not one of those people that bring my issues into the street. But I was really upset because I just felt like, you were just putting your kids future in jeopardy. Like personally for me, I was just like, this not a winner spirit. We losing at this point. We all, we only for the winning team friend. <laughs> so she, you know, we're going back and forth and then her guy jumped in and he was like, those are her kids and blah, 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 blah. And this has nothing to do with you. And then so he had to get the, the light of the, I had to light him up too. And I'm expressing to him like what man will allow for their family to sleep on the floor at somebody's house and live out of a car and you don't have a job. Like you cannot speak to me because obviously you don't know what you're doing either. So it's the blind leading the fucking blind. So why are we having this conversation? So he was upset and quiet as it's kept and loud as it's spoken. He's still mad at me. And it's been, the kids are almost about to graduate from high school it's been like 10, 15 years, honey. He is tight. I heard his feelings. I seen him recently. I think it was like, 
um, I think it was during our wedding in 2021. I saw him. He looked at me like he wanted to spit in my face. I said, well, honey, if it hurts you that bad, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I wasn't sorry at the time, but if it still hurt his feelings every time that he see me, I'm very sorry. But anyway, so we went into the, the um, we got into the argument, you know, of course, because they're her children. She ended up taking her kids and I ended up going on about my way. And um, I remember afterwards, you know, I called my mom. I'm so upset. I'm telling my mom about it. And she's just like, you know, if she wants to make that decision for herself, you just got to let it be. And I was just like, I don't understand why she wouldn't set herself up to win, why she would do why she wouldn't allow for us to assist her and help her to build these babies up to what they can be or whatever. So my whole goal was like proactivist. You got a problem. I'm about to help you. Friend. I'm about to help you get your problem solved so you can be the best version of yourself. That's my, that's my pro and my con about myself because some people don't want your help. And so Afterwards, I sent her a text and I was just like, you know, um, I was like, you know, I just wanted, I was, my intent was to help you and your children and your family. And I just feel like your priorities are all in a, all out of whack. And I feel like this is a situation that you need to like really put, think beyond yourself and think now you have, you have these children And I was like, you know, I'm always here for you if you need me. And, you know, I hope that everything works out. She texted me back and was like, you were wrong. (laughs) I was like, okay, Alexis. Okay. I was like, you're right. I I was wrong. I was like, like I said, I I think I said something like life is going to teach you better than I ever could. And I said, I'm here if you need me and I'll help you figure everything out. And... I remember saying uh to myself, I got to let that go. And I I remember thinking years later and as I talk about it, how they have become now she's in a great situation to have a home, her and a guy are still together or whatever, and they made it work and things the great the kids are doing great, their futures are bright, they they're accomplishing so many things in school. They've done a great job. She's done a great job raising them and building their family. But I also thought not only did I know my peace was disrupted because when I would offer to help her, it was always some disturbance. Like it was all, it was never no tranquility. It was never no calmness. It was always disruption. It was always something disrupting me trying to help her. And as much as I wanted to help her, it wasn't my job to disrupt what God wanted to correct, right? Sometimes your piece is disrupting because you interjected into somebody else's situation. You didn't put yourself into somebody else's situation. As much as you love your family, they can break your peace because you're trying to overextend to make sure that they're good. When really God is basically telling you, you out of line, friend. <laughs> this ain't your territory. This ain't where you're supposed to be. And as every time that I would try to help her, it was just like, no, it was no, it was not a smooth selling situation. Never. 
as many times as I've tried to help her throughout my life, it has never been a smooth selling situation. It has always been some type of pushback, some type of disruption, some type of conflict or confusion. It has never been peaceful. It's never been like, okay, yeah, let's do this. It'd be always like, well, why are we having to do it? It's always, it was always something. And that particular situation was the last straw for me. And I said to myself, I said, um, at that time, I was like, I got to let her be who she going to be. I can't help her. I can't interject to train, turn her into she should, who she should be, who I would want her to be. She got to go into the person that she's supposed to be based off of who God wants her to be. And um, I remember saying to myself years later, um, and I said to her, I said, I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of you. I'm proud of the person that you have become. And, um, and I'm proud of myself for seeing the signs that I didn't intervene because she needed to go through all of that. Everything that she went through, she needed to go through all of that. Maybe it was some steps that she could have missed if she would have made a different decision, but she had to go through all of that to understand would have to understand life and differently and to learn highlights her life lesson. And, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing when you think about peace, because peace comes in all different shapes and forms, depending on how you dissect it, because general peace is like, you can be at peace with yourself. And then you got to be at peace with the world. Then you got to be at peace with, um, your interaction with people, like prime example, I had, um, my husband had a student come over recently and my peace was shaking up because of the way that she was interacting with me. Like she was very throwaway with like getting to know who I was, although that was the intention of her coming over. And I remember saying my peace is disrupted. Like I was so disrupted in that moment because of her actions and how she was responding to me and um sometimes you got to be at peace in the midst of those moments where people have one intention say they have one say they have one intention but do their actions have a different totally different intention so you know um Peace is dissected. You got to find peace on all different types of levels. Like you have to have mental peace. You have to have spiritual peace. You have to have physical peace. You have to have peace with your your tongue. Like there's some stuff that you're going to have to say that have to come out of your mouth. That's not going to disturb or disrupt somebody else's peace. And, and it has to come with a calmness that is like, you know, like when you're talking to your children, I remember my mom used to say this when it's confusion, like when we would get into arguments, cause you argue with your, your mother as a woman and everybody argues with their parent. My mom will be like, peace be still. And she would say that so often. And I was like, girl, ain't no peace in here, but she would say it to tell, to remind herself not to say anything that will break my my peace on some some situations or break her own peace sometimes you have to tell you peace be still peace be still in a situation so you guys won't cause 
more disturbance to one another. Peace be still within myself because I can be erupted based off of something that somebody says to me or somebody's actions. Like I said about the lady, um, she disrupted my peace because it was just like you didn't care. Your actions, all of it said that you didn't care. So I was disrupted, right? (laughs) So my peace was disrupted. So, you know, I want everybody to understand what their peace looks like. What does your peace look like? How do you find it? Where you got to grab it at? What part of your life do you need more peace? I know for me, I love my family so much, but they cause me so much disruption sometimes that I have to find what my peace looks like when I'm dealing with them. Um, Because everybody, you know, when you come from a big family, it's so many different personalities and so many different edges and flows and so much so much color okay um when you come from situations like that you have to really find peace (laughs) amongst the group like (laughs) you got to figure out who is gonna be who's gonna keep your peace calm and tranquil you know and who is gonna be disrupting your peace like a mug right so you know when it comes to my family, I got to figure out, I got to really zone into my peace on some of my relatives. Cause I'd be like, chill, you disrupting the hell out of me. So, you know, it might be your family. It might be your job. Sometimes your peace can be disrupted at your job. It can be somebody at your job that gets on your last nerve, or it could be the job in general. You can be, um, disturbed by the fact that you got to work your job like you got to go to your job you know you don't want to be at your job like that can be disruptive to you um it can be it can be your um it can be your your living situation your community your community like I said living in Philadelphia (laughs) I'm never coming back (laughs) I'm gonna be honest with you I do not like this town it really disrupts my peace all the time I feel like personally the re- the communication and the relationship that I've had with it has not been a positive one and um I know that my peace is disrupted I know that I got to really like zone in when I go outside and deal with the people in Philadelphia honey because it definitely is a place that is not it's so disruptive it can be disruptive at any time for me and um, you know, I know that. And I've lived so many different places where I've never felt that way. Like I lived in New York. New York is disruptive as hell. You don't get peace, peace of mind in New York when you're outside. But I found a sense of peace somewhere there. Here, I have not in a space and opportunity, child. I don't know what it is. Me and the city just ain't bopping. And I'm okay. I don't want to bop today's song. Um, and sometimes it can be those situations. So find your peace, find what it looks like, find parts of your life that you need to find peace and be patient with yourself because peace doesn't come overnight. You really got to zoom in and figure out what that looks like for you. And, you know, you're going to have to work towards it. It might take you doing some little meditation and you might have to do some some breathing five four three two one i ain't gonna smack the hell out of her or oh, five four three two one i ain't gonna do this or oh, five four three two one i'm i'm just gonna sit right sometimes being practicing calmness is learning to have peace like 
I'm going to be calm in this situation. I'm not going to react. I'm not going to like allow for it to disturb me. I'm not going I'm not going to do anything out of my my ordinary. Like I'm not going to allow for it, it to get allow for me to get out of my body. If y'all don't know what getting out of your body means, getting out of character, getting out of shape, getting um, you know, doing something irrational. But getting out of my body, that means that I'm doing something that's not of me all the time. So, you know, Finding your calmness and and hectic and disruptive situations will help you find peace in some situations. But anyway, like I said before, um, find your peace. On another note, before we head out, um, I told you guys that I will be taking a hiatus from the show. I am sad, but I do. I, I, we, we talking about peace. We talk about mental health. We talk about, I need to get that, you know, I want to stay in that space and I just need to be able to give myself a lot more of the time. And I want to be able to give you guys, um, all of me and all of me, I can't give right now. So I want to take a hiatus and come back. Like I never left. Yeah. When I come back, y'all ain't, y'all going to be like, where was she at? And I'm going to be like, oh, she was always here. So, you know, you always, you're going to feel like I'm your best friend, your long lost best friend that, you know, you don't talk to for twice a year. And when we get back on the phone, you be like, hey, hey, what you, I, when we talk, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be us when I come back. Okay. Um, but you guys can still follow me on Instagram, follow me on TikTok. I mentioned that I have a book coming out. Yay. March 2nd. I'm so excited. I do dot 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 on all the stress a brightest guide to um sanity doing wedding planning and i'm so excited please follow me on my instagram and my tiktok because i will have all of that information available to you on there i still want you guys to follow me i'm still going to be posting on social media now chill let me be honest it probably ain't going to be no everyday post, but I will be still active on my social medias, but my social media flat platforms. But I want you guys, when it drops, check out the book, purchase it, listen to it. It's going to be audio. It's going to be on audio as well. So yes, I want you guys to check it out. It's going to be a great, 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 great book. And you guys are going to love it. So I thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to find your peace. Don't forget to find what um what works for you and find yourself in the midst of finding your peace. Don't forget to follow us and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and RageWorksNetwork.com where you can find all of our episodes. Also, don't forget to follow me, your host, Alexis A. McCoy, at on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Alana Fuss, A-L-O-N-A-F-U-S-S. And I thank y'all and I'm blessed and grateful to be able to share my life, my story, my journey with you guys and motivate you in the process. I hope you have a great week. And don't forget that slam for you is the best lifestyle to live. Okay, have a good day. Bye.